Who are you? I'm the player to be named later. And you should recognize me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players to be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed. That's Dan. Say hi, Dan. I'm Dan. That's Ed. Say hi, Ed. And today we are going to be giving you our MLB 2023 post season preview. Now we could sit here and we could talk about how bad our predictions were for this season, and they were. Oh, and we're definitely going to talk about how bad yours were. Well, let's get it out over the way. Go ahead. Well, how did we All pick right. everything? So how we picked everything, uh, we both had New York winning the division. They finished in fourth. I had my Orioles making the playoffs. You had them finishing in last, second to last in the division. Uh, in the AL Central, we both were wrong. Minnesota won that division. You talked me out of that early on in the season. Houston did win the division, and Texas made a wild card, along with Tampa and Toronto to round out the AL. In the NL, Atlanta won that division. The Mets, who I had winning the division, finished terrible. <laughs> uh, the Phillies were a playoff team. St. Louis, we both had winning the division. Uh, and Ed, we were both had very them. wrong. Yeah. They finished Let's move along the that. last. Let's move along. Uh, yeah. Dodgers won the division, and Arizona snuck in as well. Milwaukee is in there. And the Miami Marlins, who we both were extremely wrong on. Um, I was a little bit closer on them than you were. Uh, they made the playoffs as well, and we are one day into the wild card round as we record this, so we're not going to act like we're not. All right. Well, let's talk about the series as they stand. Well, let's let's set up the bracket. First off, the number one overall seeds are Atlanta and Baltimore, which, okay. And then followed by... Which, okay, the, you're just going to pass by that? I mean, Atlanta is who we thought they were, and we've talked ad nauseum about how we were both wrong about the Orioles, me more wrong than you, but still the Orioles are overachieving and that's fine. And I'm going to root for them to win the world series. But in the end, we're both going to be set up for failure. The second seeds are the Dodgers and the Astros speaking of postseason failures as the Dodgers are a second seed that'll set up in the national league, the Phillies and Marlins in a four five matchup where the first two games will be played in Philadelphia. And the third game, if needed, I believe will be in Miami. Isn't that how that works? I believe all three you in are Philadelphia. correct. No, right. one of those games are definitely away, I believe. It was an exciting game tonight that just ended with the Phillies taking home the lead. We got to see our picture of uh, Bryce Harper tossing his helmet off, rounding third base. And coming uh, no, in I'm wrong. All three of those games are at the home teams. That's what I thought. Team. Okay, so we did get our picture of Bryce Harper. You know, shucking his helmet off and letting that beautiful flow fly, coming around third base in a on an RBI triple where the Phillies did wind up winning the contest. Uh, we talked about how Craig Kimbrell intentionally balked to keep sign stealing, which is an impressively smart thing to do. Uh, the Arizona Diamond, <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks took care of business in Milwaukee in a six-three matchup. As the Diamondbacks hit home runs, which is odd. A lot of challenges happened in that game, but either way, the Diamondbacks came out ahead. The Minnesota Twins, an A3-6 matchup. They broke the longest losing streak in professional sports in the playoffs ever. Did you know that, Dan? Did you know that was the streak? I believe it was 18, if I'm not mistaken. 18 games in a row the Twins had lost in the playoffs. I believe that dates back to a World Series, if I'm not mistaken. 
But they took care of business against the Blue Jays. And the Rays lost to the Texas Rangers in a 4-5 matchup in St. Pete. For and the Rays off. looked terrible. Like it's, it wasn't. Uh, for, it was the, the most amount of terrible. the most amount of errors that they have ever had in a postseason game. There were seventeen thousand people at that contest. For a, I, I believe for a I saw the official number was like twenty. I believe the official number I saw was twenty. Tickets sold for. I mean, Dan, we're both wrestling fans. We should know the difference between attendance and tickets sold. Seventeen thousand one ninety two was the number I saw. For turnstiles yeah, turn for a major terrible. league baseball playoff game. Can I get a can I get a cheap flight down there? Because I'll go watch a playoff game for thirty three dollars. Tickets for tomorrow are as well as twenty five. Hey, Southwest Airlines used to offer uh, forty nine dollar tickets from St. Louis to, to uh, Tampa Bay. So you know. Hey, how far are you from Milwaukee? Because that is the cheapest ticket you can buy right now at nineteen dollars for tomorrow. The only time I will set foot in Wisconsin is to go to a Green Bay Packers game. Um, so did, did you, we just mentioned the lead, right? Texas, Minnesota, Arizona, and Philly. Um, let's, let's talk about them series for a minute. Now, I believe that Minnesota overachieved this year. I believe Toronto overachieved this year. Did Toronto, Toronto overachieved? They have the fifth highest payroll in the league. A lot of them contracts are really bad. And I'm sorry, a lot of people love Bo Bichette. I don't see what's so great about him. He Bo Bichette is team, a very good player. He cost the team a run trying to score from second on what essentially was a bunt that wasn't picked up by the third baseman. That Carlos Correa fielded, fielded the ball and made a good running throw and got him by five feet at home plate. It was a terrible play. It was a, not a good baseball play despite what people are going to believe and despite what people want to believe about whatever ESPN said, because, I mean, I made my feelings clear about how I feel about how ESPN talks about players in the show we just recorded, but that was a dumb play. Yeah, they both overachieved. Majorly I don't overachieved. necessarily agree that Toronto overachieved. I actually believe we both had them making the playoffs. Um you had them as wild card too, so they didn't overachieve that much by your standards from the beginning of the season. I just I I don't like either of these teams. Now, in my official bracket that I put in the contest for MLB.com or whatever, I have Toronto winning this winning this. I don't know if they do, but I don't know if they I I don't like either of these teams. And honestly, I don't know enough about either of these teams to really Speak on it, but I don't like either of these teams to go any further than this. I'm going to be honest here. Looking at these series, I see one of these series ending tomorrow. And the other three very well can go to game three. Two of them, two of them can go to game three, but I see. Um, I think Tampa wins tomorrow with Eflin on the mound. Um, I think. Minnesota has a great chance to close it out with Sonny Gray on the mound with his playoff experience. Zach Gallon in Arizona, I do believe, close that out. That's a huge game for Arizona to win tonight, and people don't realize that. This is going to set them up. They don't play again till Saturday. So you're talking about being able to reset that rotation however you want. Right. This, in this Arizona team runs great. 
and they play that scrappy type ball. Um, Miami has an uphill battle uh, with Nola on the mound and Braxton Garrett. Braxton Garrett has pitched very well this season, but that's a that's a battle. They really needed to get the game tonight with Lazardo on the mound. Another team that really needed to get the game tonight was Tampa Bay. You have Tyler Glass now on the mound, and one error leads directly to the first run. A wild pitch drives in the second run after he took a 109.9 mile per hour line drive, basically, off of his push. hamstring. Yeah. The push push. And you got, if you got one of the best pitchers in baseball on the mound, you're, you should win that game. Um, now, an interesting thing I saw during this game, Dan, uh, you know that, and if you follow our page, that I've been doing some extensive writing about some of the games that some of the greatest games I've ever seen played. And the first one that I did was on the game six of the 2011 World Series, Cardinals and Rangers, right? And Jordan Montgomery at that time was a Texas Ranger. He just got traded back to the Rangers from the Cardinals. The last time Jordan Montgomery pitched in a playoff game was game four of that 2011 World Series. He had a great game tonight. It's just, it's weird that it was. Monty could have, Monty could have pitched a, a complete game. It, it, I was very shocked that he didn't get sent back out for the eighth. I mean, it, when you have yeah. Chapman, when you have Chapman in there, like I get it, but at the same time, like if you can save that bullpen to go all out tomorrow to close that series out with the way he. In pitched, fact, I'm hold on, really hold on. There are four pitchers who have pitched seven scoreless innings in a playoff opener: Hank Barrowdy for the 1945 Cubs in the World Series, Rick Sutcliffe for the 1984 Cubs in the NLCS. The 2022 AL wildcard game for Luis Castillo and 2023 AL wildcard Jordan Montgomery. Sorry to cut you off. That was on uh, watching SVP do his thing. And that just popped up and I wanted to mention that. So how do you like that? And both yeah, of those, no, I mean, by was... the way, both, both of those trades, Sutcliffe and Montgomery came from the Cardinals to that new team. No, look, I, I get it. I mean, I have a I have a little bit of a crazy parlay out there for Tampa, Philly, uh, for Tampa, Philly, and Arizona all to win their series. Um, and it's not looking good right now. Um, Arizona was the was the only dog I took. That one does look good. Um, I'm excited to watch that game at seven o'clock tomorrow. I'm gonna be honest with you. Ed. Um, I just kind of want to talk about that one and, and what they did. Yeah, let's uh, move along there. And that's going to be an well, interesting game as well, well, given the fact that Milwaukee doesn't quite have their game two starter available. Well, yeah, that's correct. Their expected starter was Woodruff, I believe, is who everyone was expecting them to start. But it's actually going to be Freddie Peralta. Uh, give me a little bit more information there about that game. Uh I can't really give you too much because I don't know too much. All I know is he's not going to be there. I do believe it's a arm thing, shoulder, elbow maybe. But it was something that happened rather recently and something that is going to cause lasting ramifications because if they do win game two, who do you throw out for game three? I would have to look at their playoff roster. So you talk a little bit about that game two, and I'm going to tell you who I think starts game three. It's that game two is going to be so insanely hard to predict because it's the wild card and baseball has probably, and I like this new format, but they have the best 
way of doing it because the wild card truly means they're wild cards. Like in hockey, you pretty much know what you're getting. In football, you know what you're getting. In basketball, well, basketball's playoff situation is just too complex to even care about. But in baseball, it is highly uh, – I mean, let's be realistic here. There are three wild cards in the NFL. Nobody knows there's, – there's really no chance for that third wild card team to win the Super Bowl. In hockey, the eighth seed very, very rarely is ever going to make the finals and never has never won. But in baseball, baseball, the, you get into the playoffs, anything could happen. So we're looking at Zach Gallen versus Freddie Peralta for wild card game two. Right. And then after that, your two starters that you have left on the roster are Trevor Miguel and Wade Miley. I'm going to assume Miguel is there for the pin tomorrow if needed. Um, and Wade Miley is who is going to be projected to be your game three starter because he has that playoff experience. And truthfully, Miley isn't a good pitcher, but he's not a bad pitcher. Um, that's what I'm looking at. Um this Arizona bullpen has been has been taxed after today. Plaft only went two and two and two thirds of inning. So if they don't get if if Gallon has a rough start, um, this very well could be going game, could be going three games, and I, I, that's obviously not a stretch to say. Right, um, but that's but. just. But I mean that's just how I see it. You, you have to get at least five to six innings out of Gallon tomorrow um and if gallon gets lit up early i think you just let him go and hope your bats come around that was going to be my next question like where do you draw the line like if say both pitchers get lit up right and after three innings this is an eight to six game and you're winning do you keep zach gallon out there if he's only throwing like 60 pitches yeah or do you try to give it to your bullpen to have your bullpen close the series out in two games so you have those extra days to recover um I mean, at that point, maybe you're looking at if you're if you're Arizona, maybe you're looking at bringing in one of your other starters to try to figure this out. Um, I mean, maybe you bring in a, a Ryan Ryan Nelson because Miro Kelly is going to have to be your game three starter. He's probably your only pitcher that's not available tomorrow, um, as far as Arizona. But that that's what I'm doing. It's, to be it's, completely honest. And that's what I love about this three-game setup. Like, I'm so glad it's not one game anymore. Can we talk about that? Oh, yeah. The, and, and that's another thing. But this three-game setup is, like, in a seven-game series, you can – well, I don't agree with it at all. But you can kind of, like, pitch to lose one game if it if halfway through you know you're not going to get there to go after – to set yourself up so your bullpen's not completely screwed. For the next couple of games, but with this th- with this three game thing, you can't do that because if you give up one game, you're playing an, elim- an elimination game no matter what. And on any given day, any given team can do any- a lot of given things. So, but let's let's go a little bit further than that. Now, I'm let's give our. Um, I feel like this may be a first two in a sense. Um, you had three saves tonight in this game for these. Uh, that for is the wild. Where- and, and Texas winning 4-0 realistically kind of is a save situation as well. Like that's I, not I, a that, I, I, always, save. I always hated this, that that it it if it's more than three if it's four runs or more it's not a save because well if it's yeah a, a closer could still come in 
and, you know, with the bases loaded, be responsible for one batter and still lose the game. That should be a save, too. I agree. I I, I, I always believed it should be four runs, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I mean, in my opinion, this was four saves, um, but that's just my opinion. But my opinion don't count. Which is good for Major League Baseball because that means games were close, you know? And that's oh, always a good thing. Nobody wants to watch a 14-1 blowout. Yeah. Terrible from our wallet. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's 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 a lot of sports nowadays. All right, so let's let's give us our winners. I pick Toronto to beat Minnesota and face Houston. Who do you got? Uh, in that series, I had Toronto winning as well. Um, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. If Minnesota wins this series in two, Minnesota beats Houston and goes to the CS. Ooh, not even close. Texas, Tampa. Do you remember who I picked here? Because I want to say I picked Tampa. I also I, we both had Tampa here. Okay, so that sets us up with Toronto, Houston. You we pick... have in the AL. We both have the teams that are down okay. one zero. So who do you have, Toronto, Houston? Uh, out of Toronto and what do you mean? In the second round, you have Toronto. Oh. Facing I would have to. I had. I had Toronto in that series. I. Who did I pick? Did I pick Houston? I can't remember. I'm going. I can't even you, find it on the app because the MLB app pick, is you, a terrible thing. You did pick Houston. Okay. And then Tampa Bay and Baltimore. I do believe we both had Baltimore on this one. Correct. I mean, you know where I'm picking with my heart. <laughs> and we went Baltimore to make the World Series in the National League. Arizona, Milwaukee. I had Arizona. I believe I had Milwaukee, right? You did have Milwaukee. Okay. And then the Marlins, Phillies. I had Phillies. I did too. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Philadelphia. I personally picked with my heart uh, because the Orioles are in it, and I picked Philly. I believe I picked Atlanta in this one, and then I know okay. I picked Milwaukee over the Dodgers. Who is your so you have Philadelphia and who in the Arizona. NLCS? Uh, I have Philly and Dodgers in the NLCS. And who's going to the World Series? In the NLCS, in the NL side, I have Philly going to the World Series. I do believe I picked Milwaukee, didn't I? You did, surprisingly. Not sure why, <laughs> especially after the way Milwaukee. Per- oh, it was Carlos Santana. I picked because I love me some Carlos Santana. Um, but yeah, this in the AL, I had the O's going to the World Series. No surprise, yeah, I have the O's winning the World Series. And I did too. And I, I hesitate to say this because I can't tell you the last five World Series winners. Outside of the Dodgers, I think this might be, and I'm going to get lambasted for this. And I don't care. This may be the World Series that may be the most obvious. We're coming into it. I feel like there's one team that is going to win this World Series, and you're going to have to prove me wrong to pick anybody else. That's Atlanta. And I no, I think it's Baltimore. I think statistically, odds-wise, like any better. No, it's Atlanta. Is, no, absolutely yeah. it's Atlanta. Atlanta is right, the best I, team in baseball by far. If you believe in any type of destiny, it's, it, it's the O's. Exactly. In baseball, where football is written in a script, and hockey is hockey is rigged in a manner that hockey is, is, is poetic as finger skating when it comes to the playoffs. 
But when it comes to baseball, baseball is dystonic. And I'm sure I just created a word, but baseball is a is a is a destiny driven postseason. If there's a story to be written, it'll be a story that yes, if there's yeah, you know what I mean. If there's a story to be written, baseball will write that story. And Baltimore is that story. And Baltimore will be that team of destiny. I and so. I, I hope so too. Oh, and I'm probably my gonna heart's be gonna break when they lose when they lose in the fucking DS. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much the way it goes. Uh, Nick Castellanos, how do you feel about Nick Castellanos? Hell of a baseball player. I feel his his name will forever be tarnished because of Cincinnati. You know what I'm talking I about? Completely. I completely forgot he played in Cincinnati. Uh, Brenneman, Marty Brenneman, with the whole how he's making his apology as Nick Castellanos hits a home run. I, I how it mean, became honestly, a meme in baseball circles for like ever. So apparently it's not as tainted as what I thought it was. So all right, uh, <laughs> way to prove me wrong on that one. But yeah, um, there's a lot of good stories going into this postseason. You know, you got Jazz Chisholm. And Miami just going way, playing way above their heads to get in and looking like a, a really solid team. I mean, your your surprise has come out. Uh, I mean, to me, those are somewhat of a surprise, but they're not as big of a surprise as a team like Arizona, as a team like I was, I was getting there. I was getting there. Yeah. Uh, Arizona's played way. Up. So I saw something there. August, I believe it was 11th. Arizona had just finished a nine-game losing streak. They had, uh, a, what was it, a 13.6% chance of making the playoffs. And they made the playoffs. That's the kind of poetic stuff that's going to get them going on to beat the Dodgers. Hey, Ed, last time we did a MLB show, you argued with me that Ellie De La Cruz was hands down the NL Rookie of the Year. I was very wrong. Yeah, what what I tell you? Corbin Carroll. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Ellie De La Cruz calmed down. But to be fair, I said the media is going to give it to him. Um, you did, and I told you there's going to be no argument when it comes to Corbin Carroll. Well, I still think, and a lot of people have dismissed this because of the way he played in the outfield, that Jordan Walker should deserve a lot more love than what he's going to be getting. Oh, I, I told you hands down he should. Uh, Batting-wise, if, if he could play his natural position of third base, um. Give it a year. I mean, so if he could play his natural position of third base, which it's hard to knock off a Arenado platinum glove, a platinum platinum glove, right? He has to have yeah. a platinum glove. At this yeah, point. oh, he does. He's got a few of them, um, actually, I believe. Um, it's hard to to tell Arenado, hey, fuck off, so we can let this rookie play. Um, but I'm telling you, get and you're hate me if you want, but I'm making your prediction for next year. Trading deadline, the Cardinals will trade away Nolan Arenado for about six players. Paul Goldschmidt will be traded for three. Jordan Walker will be the starting third baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals for the next decade and a half. Hey, I'm going to make a prediction right now, too. The Cardinals will finish know. in second to last place in the Central. And the only reason they're Again. not going to be in last place was because the Pittsburgh Pirates will be, won't have the start that they had this year and will just be bad. 
Well, the one thing I'm going to tell you is, is, is if, if that's your case for them to finish in second to last, you should be scared because O'Neill Cruz is the reason why they fell off because he had a seizing ending injury. Um, and but he will get traded because he will want more money. He's not even arbitration eligible yet. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's called a holdout. It happens. He will want more money and they will tell him no and he will be traded to New York. Okay, well, anyway, we don't have to talk about that because you're wrong. But, Maybe not um, this year, but next year. He will be I don't know a New York Yankee third baseman. I don't know if it's ever been done before. Uh, it's something I should have looked up. The Orioles will have back-to-back rookie of the years. Uh, the Dodgers did it like three times. Did they? Yeah. There were like three or four years in a row where the Dodgers had the rookie of the year. But yeah. Um, look that it, up. It's happened because while well, it was Piazza and I think Grozalonic one year or in back to back years. But yeah, um, I agree with you on that. I mean, very re- realistically, I'm hoping as an Orioles fan, I'm hoping you can keep Jackson Holiday long enough that his rookie of the year eligibility is not tarnished for the following year. And Kerstad is your rookie of the year next year, and then Holiday is your rookie of the year the following okay, year. Okay, now we're dreaming. All right, anyway. Just no, 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 no. Listen, just listen, listen, listen. Just to prove how I was right, Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager won in 17 and 16 for the Dodgers. I didn't, so it's happened on, at least that time. First of all, I never said that it wasn't done. I said I wasn't sure if it's ever been done before. And then Todd Hollinsworth in 96, Hideo Nomo in 95, Raul Mondesi in 94, Mike Piazza in 93, and Eric Karras in 1992. So one, two, three, four, five consecutive years the Dodgers won. Holy shit. That's insane. Yeah, and then Todd Worrell in 1986, Vince Coleman in 1985 for the Cardinals, Dwight Gooden in 1984, Daryl Strawberry in 1983 for the Mets, Steve Sachs in 82, Fernando Valenzuela in 81, Steve Howe in 80, and Rick Sutcliffe in 79, all for the Dodgers again. So no, look, 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 look. I never said it wasn't done. I said I wasn't sure. Ken but, Hobbs um, in 62, Billy Williams in 61 for the Cubs. Uh, Willie McCovey in 59, Orlando Cepeda in 58 for the Giants. Bill Verdon in 55, Wally Moon in 54 for the Cardinals. John, Jim Gilliam and Joe Black in 53 and 52 for the Dodgers again, but this time they were in Brooklyn. So, yeah, it's been done a lot. And that's just in the National League. Hey, who do you think the last Oriole Rookie of the Year was? I mean, I'm looking. I'm going to find it when I get there eventually. No, don't look. Don't look. Don't look. I have no idea. Dude, Cal Ripken? That's what I would have thought, too. Greg Olson. <laughs> what? When? 1989. I was getting there. Uh, in the Nash, or in the American League, Ichiro, and, Ichiro Suzuki and Katsuhiro Sasaki in 01 and 00 for the Seattle. I thought that was one before then. I mean, it's possible. Oh, yeah. Houston Oakland. Street. And Bobby Crosby, 05 and 04. For Oakland, Oakland did it players. three years in a row. I haven't gotten that Oakland, far yet. Oakland did it from 86 to 88. I mean, Walt Weiss in 88, Yeah, but I mean, listen to those three names. Something. Listen to those three names. In 88, it was Walt Weiss. In 87, it was Mark McGuire. In 86, it was Jose Canseco. Those three should have been together for a decade, and they should have won Oakland a couple of World Series. 
Besides Walt people. Weiss, two of the – one of them – Walt Weiss sounds like he's uh, he's he's cooking meth out in the one field of these with Jesse. Things. One of these things <laughs> yeah, is not like the, like the other. Um, no, but look, to be I'm, fair, I'm you have to go back to Bob, to Bob Allison, who I thought was a NASCAR driver, and Albie Pearson, who I thought was a NASCAR driver, both for the Washington Senators. And it hasn't happened that much. Oh, by the way, Baltimore does have one other Rookie of the Year award winner that they refuse to recognize, and that's Roy Sievers, who wanted to say St. Louis Brown in 1949 i mean they also have ron hansen in 1960 they also have uh eddie murray they also have uh, i mean i can keep going i know but i was just making fun of the fact that they don't recognize the st louis browns as a part of their official franchise lineage which pisses Um, me off on so many levels but anyway let's um, talk let's talk about our four teams in the final four okay so two of ours are the same we both have Baltimore, and we both have Atlanta. Do we not? We both uh, – I have Atlanta in my final four. And you – and I have Milwaukee, you have Arizona. So neither of us have the Dodgers getting out of the DS. Why don't we have the Dodgers no, getting I, out of the I, DS? No, I do have the Dodgers getting out of the DS. Why? I mean, it's the Dod, It's the Dodgers. They're, they're, they're one of the best teams in baseball. I, I have them getting out of the DS. I have been facing. Okay, go on. No, I have Philly. I don't have Atlanta. I have Philly and the Dodgers and the DS and the CS. So you don't have the Braves? I do not. Why don't you have the Braves? Um, this Philly team is going to keep playing. I think Atlanta is going to get off to a slow start in the DS. Mm-hmm. Um, this Philly team has been really hot coming down the stretch. If you remember in the beginning of the year, I had Trey Turner as my MVP after what I saw him do in the WBC got off to a slow start since they gave him that standing ovation of brotherly love to help get him back uh, going and tell them, Hey, we need you. We appreciate you. He actually has turned it around. He turned it around tonight. Uh, Schwarber should have scored on that first inning double. Thank God he didn't. I had no run first inning. So that worked out for uh, Danny bananas here. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just, I think this Philly team is going to, I think this Philly team is going to be scrappy and, and go. So you think this Philly team is going to have enough pitching to counteract three forty home run hitters, the batting champion, the RBI champion, stolen base champion, the first 40-70 guy ever, a guy who's drawn 100 walks, four guys that have driven in over 100 runs this year, arguably one of the best lineups, the best offensive lineup in baseball, you think that they're going to be able to stop that? I do. I think this Philly team could have easily won this division. Easily won this division. I think if this Philly team was healthy and they were playing the way they were down the stretch, yes, they could have easily won this division if they put this together. I think this is a matter of getting hot at the right time, not being the best team. Mm. You can't tell me being hot at the right time doesn't count, especially in hockey, in baseball, in but sports that have about long, hockey. In, uh, I'm making a point of in sports that have long series. Look at the Stanley Cup slash. Look at the Stanley Cup last year. Nobody had Vegas there. Nobody, nobody had what fucking uh, Florida there. Nobody had either of those teams there. Those teams got hot at the right time. 
I, 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 I look. I, I, I think I'm, you're crazy. I'm, I, I really think I'm, you're crazy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this. I have three futures out for the World Series. Okay. All three of them are for the Orioles to win. Sure. And all it's it's over. It's uh three over, the Philly, Dodgers, and Atlanta. They are the only three teams that I legitimately think have a chance to make it to the World Series. Um, Philly has the longest odds out of them, and that's because they have to play Atlanta. But I genuinely do believe that Philly can beat this Atlanta team. I I'm gonna say this: that's a five-game series. I think that game. I think that series goes all five. I don't think that's a that's a hot take at all. But I just I don't see how you can discount the Braves all at all, given the fact what the Braves have freaking done. Like that's such a hot take, man. Like I don't know. This whole thing is baseball is baseball's a mystery. It 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 it's a mystery. Anyway, give me three hot takes about this playoffs besides the one you just gave me. So give me two. Give me two hot takes of what you got going on for this playoff. I mean, it's it's a hot take that Arizona won the series, right? I mean, obviously, if, if we it's recorded, a wild card if, series though, so eh. if we were if we recorded this before today, I feel like you would have been you would have maybe scoffed at the fact that I picked the team that you had going to the World Series losing in the wild card round. Um, I mean, it's got to be a hot take that I'm saying Houston doesn't make it to the CS. Uh, yeah, a little bit, um, but their pitching is kind of suspect. I mean. They have two starters, and the other two, they're depending on a rookie. And uh, it's maybe not as a hot take as what a lot of people are saying it's going to be. But um, you get past games one and two, Houston's going to have to throw a, a 40-year-old guy on three days rest in game four or five, maybe, just to stay afloat. Um, and I'm also going to say that uh, I'm going to kind of go against what I say, and I'm going to say just because you, you asked me for three hot takes – um, Miami take, uh, I'm going to give you three hot takes for the wild card round, I guess, or the third one will be from the wild card round. Miami takes us to game three. They lose tomorrow. So Scott Van Pelt is interviewing Brandon Hyde, the manager of the Baltimore Orioles. And they just showed a picture of a celebration inside the Orioles locker room where it showed one of the generically looking young white gentlemen that play for Baltimore. It's Gunnar Henderson. It's Gunnar Henderson with the box over his head. No, 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 no. <laughs> On his knees with a bunch of bottles being shaken around his face, very reminiscent of what you would find on a um, website that starts with a E, has two Zs, and it ends with an S on it. Looks very um, suggestive. That I just found amazingly funny. Um, and it completely, I lost everything of what you said just now anyway um he's got to be your manager of the year right especially if they win it's the first time the Orioles have won 100 games since 1980 um he's got to be your manager of the year right Brandon Hyde um it's close I mean I I feel like yeah it has to be all right I think we've talked enough about baseball for tonight because we can't really talk about it anymore because there's so much left to be done. Like the injury to Woodruff throws that whole series with, with Milwaukee in to the weeds. Cause now who does Milwaukee go with game two? Who do they go with for game three? How is this going to affect them if they win or 
does this mean that they it, does this put them behind the eight ball going into games two and three because they're throwing off their whole set thing? You know, do how repeat that, repeat that question. Brandon Woodruff missing game two. Out, yes. unable to pitch. How does it throw the entire series off? And how does it throw the entire bracket off if Milwaukee is not able to advance? How does it screw with Milwaukee going forward if they are or if they aren't? Where do we go from here? And it's just it's. I we can't talk know. about this anymore because there's so much that can be talked about that we just there's there's a lot there's a lot here we have to wait and see. We may have to redo the show again after the wild card round just to talk about it. Oh, we're for sure going to be doing this. Uh, it, it, at least I, 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 we'll do this after every series. Yeah, we'll do this after every yeah. series or until Dan commits Harry Carey on himself. Really? Nothing on, on that joke? I figured you would do um, an impersonation. I'm not Nothing. entertaining. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us on this Major League Baseball preview. Except it's not because we're going, unless you got anything else. You got anything else? I don't have no. Go ahead. Go to your favorite segment. And this is my favorite part of the show. It's where I get to read obscure and stuff you just don't know about. Anyway, Daniel. Oh, my. Things have gotten really different on this page here real recently, didn't they? Okay, Daniel, did you know the average time of a nine-inning game is on track to finish at two hours and 40 minutes in 2023, including the playoffs, which would be a 30-minute decline since 2021 and 24 minutes shorter than 2022. The average, or the two-hour and 40-minute average time would mark MLB's fastest time in a game since 1985. Fun fact? It's what the game needs. It is what the game needs. All right. Where are these? Oh, no. My stuff is gone haywire. All right, here we go. Uh, Dan, you've been following college football at all? We'll get I to have, that later. Actually, this year, I have. Did you know that Colorado has never beaten USC in football? They are now 0-17. Yep, yeah, and next year they'll be, if Caleb comes back, they'll be 0-18. Did you know that Dan Miguel Cabrera hit the final regular season home run in Olympic Stadium in Montreal? He is also one of two remaining players in Major League Baseball to have faced the Expos. Can you tell me who the other one is? Is it uh, is he a pitcher or he is a pitcher? Is it Grinky? It is Zach Grinky. Yes. And both of them are probably retired. They both have retired. So this year we saw Grinky, Votto. Well, we don't know for sure if Votto's retired. It isn't official yet. Is it? It's not official yet. Right? I I don't know. It it sounds every based on everything I've seen and read it is. He, he's retired. Yeah. So anyway, um, Let's uh, let's do one more. Dan, did you know in every season since 1960, at least one starting quarterback with a minimum of nine games started has worn the number 12? So far, had a single starting quarterback in football is wearing the number 12. That I told you earlier, that is crazy. That is insane actually let's do one more just so i can get the football stuff out of the way dan did you know that peyton manning threw 28 15 15 23 19 
10 and 10 interceptions in his first seven seasons in the NFL. I did not. That's a lot of picks. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. That, wow. English. You think I'd know it better by now. That is going to wrap this edition of the Players of Name Leader podcast up. And it's going to give you an end to our MLB postseason preview. Just to recap, Dan and I both have the Orioles winning the World Series, which is your kiss of death to put in the bet that says the Orioles will not win the World Series. All right. Anything else, buddy? Fantastic. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team is not doing so hot, it can always be the players to be named later who can make it better. See ya!